This is a Beach Bums Media Production. Here you go. We're recording in progress. We got the Zoom going. I did get some new software so we can do the actual recording of the Zoom meeting so there's no camera in here right now uh, other than what you're looking at on Facebook and what Zoom's seeing right now. And then the audio is recording everything over there. So... Uh, it, that is a work in progress. That's some new software to learn. And wow, I spent two days trying to figure that stuff out. And it was a challenge. <laughs> How's Fort Wayne, Indiana? It's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, been, it's actually been pretty warm. Yeah. Uh, today was a little cooler, but it's been, yesterday was almost 60 degrees. Wow. So it's been kind of dipping cold and then going moderate now welcome to flu season welcome to you think Panama City weather is, is strange uh, Midwest weather can be very strange as well we didn't uh, get affected by all the storms yeah that's uh, that's a good thing very close to us though well we'll talk uh, about that here in just a second yeah all right let's see if everybody on the Facebook page is ready Rob you're ready you're sounding good I'm ready I'm hoping I did check the Facebook page live feed and they could hear you. Oh, they could. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's faint. I'm not, you're audible. It's not like you're here, but you, you could be heard talking. Okay. Well, so yeah, as long as I can be heard, you know, of course you're a broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Beach bums media is proud to present in the beer cave with Rob and Ashley. He's just plain Rob from the start, Naked Truth, currently in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I'm just actually currently live in the beer cave. In the beer cave. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Beach Bums Media, Instagram at Beach Bums Media, or search us in the beer cave with Rob and Ashley on Facebook. Most of your major podcast platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Or, here you go, give us a Google. Give us a Google. <laughs> you will find us, don't forget to include, with Rob and Ashley. Rob's email is robspc at bumsmedia. Or at, uh, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Take two. <laughs> R-O-B-S-P-C-Bums at gmail.com. And my email is beachbumsmedia at gmail. Our studio line is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 850-588-9275. Any stories, comments, concerns, or anything you want to share with us, please do so. Don't forget your name and number. And our bumper music today is provided by bensound.com and yes jeffrey burkhart is on the facebook live rob is a little snow bunny now is his comment it's not snow. yeah hey jeffrey it's not snow it's 60 degrees up there i think what was it you tell me the other day just a dusting of snow was on your windshield lasting yeah. 10 seconds a real light dusting on my on my car when i woke up one morning last week and it was gone by the time i got dressed and got out of the house but that, that happened early in the early morning hours i thought it was frost do you have an ice scraper yeah no i don't that's one thing i'm gonna have to invest in probably here well that's something you don't buy in florida to take with you on the road yeah no no i had one in montana but no, i don't didn't need one in panama city i think i gave it away probably, probably took it to goodwill or something I, I will tell you one thing several years ago Seven, eight years ago, we had a really big ice storm here. Yeah, in, in, okay, it closed the Hathaway Bridge. Yeah. The the two salt trucks that Bay County has got stuck on the bridge. Yeah. Sliding, like, down. I had to go somewhere, and I had a little MR2 convertible car. My doors were froze shut, and I couldn't get into it. I could get into D's car. Not the one she has now, but the one previous to that. And I needed to scrape the ice off of it. No ice scraper. None. What I use? A metal spatula. 
I was going to say, yeah, you get very creative in those situations. I'm going to tell you, that was a huge mistake. I destroyed that windshield. I was going to say, yeah, you got to be careful. No, um, I, no, there's a film coating on the outside of the windshields here in Florida for UV, and it you could tell every slash mark that I did on that thing. It was horrific. And the worst thing you can do, a lot of people tried this, and I told them, don't ever try this. Don't pour hot water on a frozen windshield. Oh, no, no, no. Boof. Yep, yep, yep. Because yep. the interior temperature is just as cold as the outside temperature. Yeah. <laughs> It'll do it. <laughs> It'll destroy it in a minute. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Hey, Jeffrey, Rob's not a snow bunny. There's nothing bunny about Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have the ears or the tail for it. <laughs> I'm fluffy, but not in a furry way. <laughs> so is there everything else going on? Are you drinking eggnog again? Yeah, tis the season. Good Lord, man. Yeah, Dad and I have gone through about three gallons of eggnog since I've been here. You know that one from two weeks ago? Still there? No, I threw it out. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time I get to it, probably, like I said. I, I needed the space. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't blame you. No, we've been, uh, it's been good, you know. Things have been um, pretty quiet. Went and uh, did a lot of the family things with my brother and my nephews. Did the Christmas lights. Went around looking at Christmas lights the other night. Uh Dad and I have been catching up on our Christmas movies. Been watching just about every one of them. Yeah. Uh, the classics and even some new ones. You should be on the second go around right now. Yeah. Well, here's how big of a fan my dad is of one particular movie. <laughs> You're gonna shoot your eye out. <laughs> you, you shoot your eye out, kid. He uh, ordered this last year actually for a Christmas program and didn't get it in on time and about three days after Christmas he finally got it but yes it is the Red Rider wow look at that Christmas came early for Rob well it's not mine it's dad, dad, it's, no, dad are you not allowed to play with it then what are you doing with it you can shoot your eye out man what's that what are you doing playing with it if it's your dad's I'll put it back in the box okay you're going to shoot your eye out uh, Jeffrey just said he's mad because he didn't, <clears throat> you didn't text him that you got there safe, but he still might come here to take your seat here in the studio. Uh, okay. All right, Jeffrey, you're hired. I, when I first, when I got here, it was about midnight. And, uh, so I didn't text anybody yeah. at that point. I was just ready to get I out of the car and get back and, uh, <laughs> get in the bed. But, um, but yeah, everything, everything was fine coming up. Now the, uh, the battery's acting up again in that car. So oh, wow. Well, cold weather will do that, but it's not cold right now, so. Yeah, it's been up and down, so <laughs> who knows. I don't but, know. But everything's, everything's going good so far, you know. It's been nice being around family. Well, that's good. And uh, Dad and I have just kind of been chilling out. And, uh, well, that's I'm good. doing a whole lot of stuff, looking for a job on both ends. And this time of year is kind of difficult. It is. That. It is. Well, we have uh, my wife's birthday is Monday. And we're having, well, I'll let her know. She's still doing her thing right now. Uh, we're going to have some family over Sunday. She, she actually told me in no shape, size, form, or whatever, will you do anything? Oh, yeah. And I said. It's like telling a bum not to pee in an alley. And I told her, rest assured, if anybody does anything for your birthday, I was not responsible, nor did I have anything to do with it. Did you encourage it? No. I know the line. <laughs> I was where she works today, and I was leaving, and I, across the room, Ashley, get your butt over here and sign this card for D. Okay, you just let the cat out of that bag. <laughs> the whole place stopped and looked. Anyway, it's all good. It's a Tuesday party. <laughs> there you go. We're gonna take you a day. We're gonna take a day trip on Monday, Sunday. Her children are gonna be coming by. Her children, our children, and my children, however you want to call it, they're all gonna come over. We're just gonna sit around, enjoy the afternoon. Now it's supposed to rain. Yeah. 
But we're going to try to take a little day trip to Apalachicola or something on Monday. Just yeah, you, got uh, the, you got the new toy. Got it. Got a new toy, and I, it's not here now. Uh, there was a problem with it, and it's being looked at. Uh, at least they did it. Um, there was a propane tank leak. The valve, the main valve, was leaking some lines, so they're doing that. I can go get it in the morning, and then um, that way to be here. So, studio on wheels. Anyway, uh, want to kind of let's see. Oh, Ashley, tell Rob I just hit bullseye. He got to run outside naked tonight. Oh. <laughs> I guess you know what that means. <laughs> That's a story for another day and a video for another program. Of course, where we're at, I don't think many people will see it, so not that big of a deal. No, no. Trust me. Nobody's around for miles. My ass gets naked. The whole town shows up to sing Christmas carols at that house at that particular time. <laughs> uh the big news of the past week and it's terrible the storms yeah one it's going to go down in history i think uh to a couple of the small towns that literally literally got wiped out i mean nothing left of a town which yeah, is Mayfield, horrific is, is 90% gone it it's just horrific uh I'm not trying to make light of this situation at all, but we can, in Florida, we can see a hurricane coming a week out. Yeah. You can see a tornado 30 seconds before it hits your house. Everybody keeps saying, why do you want to go to a tornado alley? Well, I can see it coming. I can get me and my family and get out if we need to. Tornadoes, you can't do that. And there's just nothing anybody can do about it. You can install the world's best tornado warning system. It's still going to be right there by the time somebody gets the message, gets the button pushed, sirens are going off. You still don't have time except to duck. Yeah. I mean, early, and that's early what's the heart. That's the terrible part about it. Early warning systems are getting better. They're better than they were when I was a kid. They are. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah. And, and, you know, this this one was on the ground for what they say, a 200-mile path. It was. And, and, but, and, and tornadoes, unlike hurricanes, are extremely unpredictable. Oh, yeah. That's, they touch that's, down, raise back up. And they can come, come back, back down. down. Another area. They, yep. Very, very extremely unpredictable. And the winds are so tall. There was a story. We're not. I, I read it. We're not going to do it. But a photograph, an old photo, old family photograph, Got sucked up and landed 250 miles as the crow flies and on somebody's windshield yeah. on their car away from where the that they found the they found the person that they found the family that that photograph because of the markings on the back like Sarah and Jean 1958 or whatever somehow somebody helped get that tracked down to that picture belongs over here. And it's just incredible. Just incredible. My heart goes out to those people and uh, to all the responders and everybody from our area down here in Florida to uh, a lot of people around the country showing up with their barbecues on trailers and cooking and, and providing and doing what they can. I yeah. think that's five states. Five states were yeah. affected last week. And then uh, then uh, Kansas was Kansas, Missouri affected the couple of days ago with more uh, yeah at least two deaths reported in that one. Oh yeah and so yeah it's uh, this is a very unusual uh december weather wise it uh, is because we're, we're actually warm it's uh 73 73 degrees outside it's a little it's been muggy all day but it's been a comfortable this morning started out pretty bad muggy wise it's got comfortable it's still kind of muggy out but we're due some rain you can I can yeah. smell the paper mill. It's starting to come in. Anyway, it's kind, it's kind of typical around this time of year. Yeah, low seventies. Yep. It's not. It's not been, been unusual that I've seen people on the beach in their bathing suits on Christmas Day. So I've gone fishing on Christmas Day. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, anyway, let's jump into our next segment. If uh, everybody's ready, anything else we got to talk about in our opening segment? 
now let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay. And now. From around the globe, across the nation, from your state, and possibly your city, or from right down your street. Yes, yours too there, Rob. It's odd news of the week you may have missed, and you might need to know about it. <laughs> may not care, but we're going to tell you anyway. We're going to tell you anyway. <laughs> A group of phantom debt collectors will be permanently banned from debt collection from the debt collection industry and required to surrender the contents of numerous bank and investment accounts under the terms of a settlement with the Federal Trade Commission. The FTC's complaint against a South Carolina-based National Landmark Logistics filed in 2020 alleged that the defendants in the case used robocalls to leave deceptive messages claiming consumers faced immediate legal action, lawsuits, or even arrests for unpaid debts. I have gotten those calls in the past. Matter of fact, folks, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't even play one on TV. But that's a civil suit. <laughs> you can't be arrested on a civil suit. Anyway. No, you can't be arrested, but you can... Oh, you can pay through the nose and they can take you to court for a civil matter, but they, you cannot be arrested. Anyway, right. <laughs> when consumers would return the calls, the defendants falsely claimed to be from a mediation or law firm, again, threatening legal action and use consumers' personal information to convince consumers the threats were real. The defendants turned around and pocketed the money despite the fact that in many instances, consumers did not owe the debt in the beginning. Yeah. The story goes on. The settlement all also included a monetary judgment of $12,098,760. Get this, which is partially suspended due to the inability of to pay. I'm gonna start a deck I'm gonna start a debt collection agency and I'm gonna call the guy. <laughs> so these people were calling you and me or me, you, whoever. You can't pay, we're gonna take you to court, we're gonna have you arrested, blah blah blah. Oh judge, that's a lot of money. We can't pay that. Even if they could pay $12 million, how many people in this class action? They're probably going to get $5 of their money. Yeah, I don't know. If the defendants were found to have misrepresented their financial status, the full amount of the monetary judgment would become due immediately. Ongoing situation. (laughs) Partially suspended because they can't pay. Two words, offshore account. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. From Fort Lauderdale, a Cape Coral man says he was kicked off a United Airlines flight Wednesday morning because he was wearing women's underwear as a face mask. I'm guessing well, that, a mask on. I'm guessing they're not granny panties. <laughs> he argues it covered his nose and mouth, which complied with TSA guidelines. Adam Janae, J-E-N-N-E, I guess that's how you pronounce that, tells us he thinks the rule requiring people to wear a mask on a plane is silly, but it is a federal law at least until May, so he decided to follow the rule with a silly way. Unfortunately for him, the staff on the United Airlines flight, Lauderdale to Washington, D.C., didn't find it very funny. You're going to have to come off the airplane. We're not going to let you travel, a flight attendant said. He responded, why? You're not, in a, you're not in mask compliance. In the video, you can see Janae's bright red underwear hanging on his face as he walks off the plane. He was trying to show why the rule doesn't make sense to him. 
There's nothing more absurd than having to wear a mask until I get to cruising altitude so I can order Tito's by the double and snack on pretzels. Well, then now you have to you have to put your mask on between bites and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey, nobody said what kind of mask you had to wear. They it's just, just a face covering. A yeah, it's a face covering, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I, I'm so impressed that he went with the bright red, though. Oh, with the That's bright red. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of shirt did he wear? What what I mean, did you accessorize your shirt for that color? Yeah, you know, if you matched uh matched your shirt, maybe possibly even your shoes, you know. Uh I think, I think the guy's brilliant. I was just looking to see if he had matching shoes. <laughs> and, and I and I really think um I really think he has a lawsuit. He said, Hey, they said cover my mouth and nose and yep. I did. Didn't tell uh, me how. Well, he said, uh, check a United's website, and it said mask should not have any vents or openings and should fully cover your nose and mouth. So I'm kind of thinking even the latest women's underwear style would do that upside down. At least you got can see, right? <laughs> uh, I haven't tested it. Rob, you let me know how that works out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go shopping uh, next week's show. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, here at the show, we have a mask mandate. Next week, you need to be in a mask. <laughs> uh, he said that he believes his underwear mask followed the guidelines. He also said this is the first flight he's being kicked off of for this. He said he was also asked to leave a Delta flight. Everybody reached out to United Airlines to get the company's response, and in a statement, the communication team said, the customer clearly wasn't in compliance with federal mask mandate, and we appreciate that our team addressed the issue on the ground prior to takeoff, avoiding any potential disruptions in the air. Well, you know, I don't remember. I think it was the Delta, actually the CEO of one of the airlines came out last week and said, this is ridiculous. You know, the reason we're following is because we have to. Yeah. But there's no, he said, you know, once, once you're locked in that cabin and it's pressurized, we filter those systems better than anybody else. Well, let me ask you. No let me let me ask you this. He, he, he's wearing a mask that's, let's just call it custom made. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> can you just imagine for a minute these under filtration system that you can get it? Oh, yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm so glad your dad's not in the ring. Oh, he's sitting there listening. <laughs> oh, hey, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> he's in the living room watching TV. That's why I got the Christmas tree behind me now. <laughs> well, <laughs> that one was just too funny. You know what? The guy's in compliance. He was supposed to wear a mask covering his nose and mouth. He did. Yeah. I think it would have been a nice touch to have those two little things up his nose. Some Christmas bells on the pins. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> Before Maxi Pads wants to sponsor us. <laughs> A four year old boy left his Sydney family gobsmacked. Now, I don't know what G O B S M A C gobsmacked. I he guess that's stunned. a. Huh? Stunned. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, I guess it's an Australia slang, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's more of a British word. They use yeah. Smack a lot. Anyway, a four-year-old boy left his Sydney family god gob smacked after ordering more than $1,000 worth of gelato on a food delivery app, including a personalized birthday cake and tubs of his favorite flavors. Christian King used his father's phone to order $1,139 worth of gelato and cakes from a gelato Messina on Uber Eats last Monday. Kid was hungry. I'm the, surprised. You know, it, they said it was his favorite flavor. Well, well four years old and he can read like that? Yeah, well, the father had given his son his phone to keep him distracted while his sister's touch football game was happening. <laughs> Here, kid, shut up. Play with this. Uber eats. Boom, 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 boom. Kids are kids are pretty. Kids are pretty tech savvy these days. Yes, exactly. It's scary. His son told him, warned him, 
Something is on the way. But he didn't believe him until after the Uber East delivery driver called his wife. <laughs> it was at that moment he realized what was going on. First of all, I thought it was $139, and then I really looked at it. It was $1,139, and we almost had a bloody heart attack. <laughs> I flicked through the screen about 30 times. That's how, many, that's how long the order was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like 99 cakes. Oh, man. He actually told me he ordered a birthday cake for himself, and I didn't even believe it. <laughs> hey dad don't give rob your phone <laughs> i had steam coming out of my ears at first screaming his name down the street he ran to his room before i told him so <laughs> kid got smart i'm out of here <laughs> he said the order included multiple cakes and tubs of christian's favorite flavors from messina he ordered two of the termasus two of the mushroom cake chocolate log and he chose the ones he wanted he did not choose randomly yeah mushroom cake who orders mushroom cake, mushroom cake. yeah, yeah. that's gotta be an australian thing yeah uh, yeah one of those yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the enormous order was delivered to Newton Fire Station where King works as a firefighter and had last made an order. The firefighters on duty accepted the order and removed everything they had in their fridge to accommodate. Uber Eats agreed to refund the order when King and his wife explained what had happened. Well, did they get to keep the food? Apparently, they just donated it to the fire department. Well, well, that, that's good, but, you know... Um yeah. Hey, thanks for the donations. Uh, yep. Thanks for the termisu. Thanks for the, for the... You can... Uh, next time, don't worry about the mushroom cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> King told his son that Santa wasn't coming this year as a result of the order, but it appears the situation has changed. The icing on the cake, no pun intended, was when Uber Eats said, we will give you your money back, and he's back in good... Back in the good books with Santa... And Santa's coming to see the young child again. Yeah. And Dad has put a new security code on his camera. Dad on quit giving the son his phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, you're four years old. Here's your own phone. Yeah. A little young for don't you? Never mind. I wouldn't. I didn't give a four-year-old grandkid a phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. From Akron, Ohio, the Akron Police Department have investigated the first theft. The first of thefts of all kinds of valuables over the years, but for the first time in anyone's memory, detectives are trying to figure out who stole a bridge. Uh, an entire bridge? A bridge. How did you get away with that? Well, I don't know. It goes on and says, at one time, the pedestrian bridge was along the Little Chianga River in Middlebury Run Park which sits in the shadow of the Goodyear World Headquarters on Akron's east end. However, the complete 58-foot-long span was removed from the park as part of a wetland restoration project and moved to a field along the Sibling Street area. The city of Akron had hoped to repurpose the $40,000 bridge, but on November the 11th, police were notified that the bridge had been stolen so the city had already picked it up and took that span off and set it over right. here and but somebody yeah, and just backed up huh and it's a walking bridge so it can't be that big I yeah that, but still that's got to be it's, it's something that two guys just don't pick up and pay and, and you know, walk off with. well i know what two guys wouldn't do it you and me yeah, you can't exactly. pick that up <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's got to be heavy they had to have had some type of uh, crane or, or Oh, or something. There, yeah, the there are tracks in the field that show the thieves drove their truck or trucks. Investigators do say they are not sure what the crooks plan to do with the bridge. It could be used for a variety of different things to include as simple as landscaping, or they could use it for some other engineering project, some other large scale. Investors describe the bridge as a large Lego or erector set. 
that would be relatively easy to take apart. I don't think a footbridge should be that easy to take apart. But well, I mean, if it's just nuts and bolts, yep, you know. Yep. So if you have the equipment, sockets, or anything of that nature, it wouldn't have been very difficult at all to sort the process of disassembling it. Detectives do say that the theft of the bridge was actually done in phases when the thieves cleared the brush around the span and then moved all the deck boards from the structure. Hmm. So this, was, this wasn't done necessarily in one night. No, apparently it looks like it was taken over a couple of days, but who? you really going to miss a bridge that quick? Well, you know, that's they put it in a the field, they probably, you know, kind of in storage, so nobody was paying attention to it. Apparently, wow. it had been there. <laughs> Someone I in the viewing I, area I, has. I figured if something's in my closet. I haven't seen it for over a year. I don't need it. I don't miss it. So you know, if it's been sitting there for a while, yeah. What do you care? You wait, wait it. till your dad moves it, and it's going to go. Oh crap! Where'd that go? Yeah, thanks for taking <laughs> it. <laughs> thanks for getting it off my hands. Anyway, the police are asking the community to help pinpoint who's responsible for moving the bridge. Anyone with information, please call the Akron Police Department. Well, in that vein, if anybody knows, has any information about who uh, took a uh, ratchet set and took the back seat out of my Jeep back in uh, 1991, uh, please call me because somebody did that. My Jeep was sitting in the parking lot, and I, I go out to go to work, and the, I had my soft top on. And the back panel was draped over my front seats. And I uh, thought, well, that's unusual. And all of a sudden, I looked back in the back, and the, the back seat was gone. <laughs> the back seat was actually, they had unbolted it and lifted my back seat. That wasn't the worst part. I could live without the back seat. The worst part was I have a soft top on at that point, right? Yeah. They cut the seams. Oh, around, man. And I'm going... There was a zipper. Why didn't you use the zipper? <laughs> you know, I'm going to get a sticker on my, because I have a soft top on my Jeep. Don't cut, unzip. Unzip. That's all you had to do was unzip. Back and sides. You got all that access. <laughs> Take it with you. I don't care. Just don't, 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 don't be cutting my top. <laughs> That's terrible, man. Just unzip the stuff. Pop the windows out. Let's go. And a lighter story from Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission said 911 calls came in Sunday morning reporting a large turtle walking down the middle of the street in Washington County. The original caller said it was a huge snapper and it didn't know what to do with it, so he called 911. Waterways Conservation Officer John Stark wrote in a post on the commission's Facebook page. Stark said he rushed to the scene to confirm the creature's species. If it was as big as they say it was, that's a giant snapping turtle. 100 pounds. Stark said he arrived to find the 100-pound creature was not dangerous at all. It was an African tortoise. Oh. I saw a picture. This thing was huge. It's a 100-pound turtle. That's yeah. a big turtle. This is a big turtle just wanted to go for a walk. Still not sure where he got loose from, but now he has a new home with a large area to roam. I'm sure probably the owner opened the gate and said, I can't feed you anymore. Yeah. Go. Well, you know, I wonder how long it took him to get there. I mean, you know, turtles don't necessarily run away. No, they don't set land speed records, do they? <laughs> And here's something new, since I do some work from home. The walk from your bed to your desk could now count as a commute, according to a recent ruling from a German court. Really? The court ruled that a man should be covered by his company's insurance after he suffered a fall on the way to his home office. I tripped coming downstairs the other day <laughs> to my home office. That's, that's considered a commute now. That's in awful. Germany. <laughs> hey, I want you all, the reason I'm telling you this, even though this happened in Germany, you all watch. Somebody's going to try this here and it's win. Yeah, 
Yeah, especially now that there's a precedent set in Germany. And it's it's going to be a trend, and it's going to take off. It maybe not like wildfire, but it's there's going to be cases. Or or somebody's going to trip getting up from their home office. They're going to trip and break a leg, and they're going to want workman's comp. Yeah, exactly. Well, he trip. Uh, let's see what was oh. According to a decision issued last week by Germany's federal social court, known as, and this is a very long name, and I'm not even going to try. The unnamed man slipped on a spiral staircase and broke his back. The court said the man should be protected by his employer's statutory accident insurance because he walked straight from his bedroom to his desk in the morning, adding that he did so without having breakfast. Well, then, uh, there you have it. That was the icing on the cake right there. The nail in the coffin. The insurers and uh, the employees or the employers insured had refused to cover the accident claim. A regional social court had judged that the claimant's walk from his bedroom to his home office was an uninsured preparatory act that only precedes the actual activity according to the translation of the ruling. However, a higher social court then said it viewed this first morning journey from the bed to the home office, hang on, as insured work route. Well, you know, the thing is, like, if, if I'm driving to work and you're driving to work, um, yes, that's your commute, but... but at least in the states, if you get in an accident, but we're not. Yeah, we're not, not on the clock. Right, right. Your workplace is not uh, responsible or reliable for until that. you get there. Yeah, until you get I mean, there, right? I mean, I'm. Sa- I was always salaried in my uh, radio jobs, but I wasn't considered on the clock until I was actually in the station. Yeah. So. Well, it uh, says Germany has some uh, weird laws, but trust me, laws. somebody here is going to try it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, to go on, it says that the law applied to teleworking positions, which were considered computer workstations that are permanently set up by the employer in the private area of an employee's home. I mean, you can you can deduct uh, part part of your rent or, or mortgage. Yeah, as, as office. Property. We can here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, somebody's going to try that, and I thought it was kind of weird. So. Yeah, like I said, I, I can see the workman's comp coming more than I could a commute yep. type thing. <laughs> and finally, on the odd news of the week, from Kanawha County, West Virginia, a man has taken to the hospital Thursday afternoon after an oxygen tank exploded. The explosion happened just before 12.30 at lunchtime at a home near the intersection of Delaware and Main Street. According to the state fire marshal, a man was outside his home in the 100 block of Delaware beating on the oxygen tank with a hammer. Why would, why would he do that? I don't know. <laughs> Officials say the tank exploded, seeing debris about a block away hitting a parked car. The man was taken to the hospital with burns, no other word on his condition. Well, bless his heart. Poor guy. Why would you make your oxygen tank explode by hitting it with, why would you be hitting it with a hammer? I guess he was running low and needed to see if he can get some more out of it. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't say. Well, you shake it like, you know, like It doesn't say. It just says guys out in his front yard beating on it with a hammer. Now, here, here, maybe he's sitting there. Maybe he's going, damn, air gas ain't delivering today. I'll teach them. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> We had a guy I worked with who uh, I, I, I feared for his life and my life every day because he was on, on oxygen. And he would take his oxygen tank outside, stand by his car, and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, I know his, his guardian angel's looking at God going, please don't send me with him today. Please don't send me. First of all, why is the guy on oxygen? Because he's smoking. Does now he's on oxygen yeah, and he's still smoking. Result. Yeah, it's COPD. I mean, he's a good guy. You know, he's always a great sales guy, one of the best I've ever worked with. But, yeah, he'd go out sit by his car with his oxygen tanks, light up. And I'm like, everybody stand back. You didn't – did you ever park next to him? Oh, no, I, 
always parked on the other side. Okay, good, because yeah. you could lose a car. <laughs> <laughs> or he could wind up being a passenger after he came back down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Whichever came first. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. I thought you were Richard Breyer. Well, that's all I had for the weird news today. Uh, we're going to get into uh, our next segment. We don't have any more comments on the live feed, so I guess. Uh, oh, Jeffrey goes, tornadoes are like an ex-wife. She's coming at you, and you can't hide. No, Jeffrey, you're wrong. If a tornado is coming at you in Alabama and you're in a divorce, somebody's losing the trailer. Yep. Yep, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, all righty, let's move into our next segment. It's going to be, and now, the stories you're about to hear are true. The names have not been changed. All persons are presumed innocent until proving guilty in the court of law. It's now time for idiots in jail. This was kind of unusual. A New Jersey man is facing 20 years in prison for taking hundreds of chainsaw parts meant for Amtrak projects and selling the pieces to buyers across the country, raking in thousands of dollars over eight years. Amtrak parts. Yep. Uh, Amtrak, you know, they buy chainsaws to go work on timbers and whatever they got to do. Jose Rodriguez was bought up on charges of taking 114 chainsaws and hundreds of additional replacement parts and reselling them to turn a profit. He'd been accused of selling the equipment directly uh, or selling the equipment directly to buyers and through online auctions. He also admitted to using the U.S. Postal Service. Bad mistake. Yeah, yeah. That'll get you. That, that's a federal offense. The government estimates the 49-year-old earned over $76,000 from reselling the parts. Federal prosecutors say the Ocean City County man pleaded guilty before a U.S. district judge on one count of mail fraud. He previously has been charged with theft from an agency receiving federal funds and the theft of government property. The longtime Amtrak employee had started with the transit agency back in 2007, recently working as a senior engineer and repairman out of North Brunswick. The mail fraud charge carries a maximum fine of $250,000 and 20 years in prison. He is scheduled to sentencing in April of 2022, so I hope you saved some of that $76,000 to pay that $250,000 fine. Well, you know, Jose Rodriguez, who, uh, who is uh, uh, Czechoslovakian by heritage, to what I understand, uh, he, uh, he, he uh, actually, I mean, you don't do that for one. You, like you said, don't use the mail system. That, that is a federal mail system. Oh, yeah. A, the minute you put a stamp on it, you're done. There have been a lot of people who have done you know, somewhat minor things, um, you know, like con you know, con games, things like that. But once once they use the U.S. Post Office to uh, either mail or receive yep. correspondence, that puts you in a whole different oh, yeah. law right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, these, these smash and grabbers, you know, that's what they're saying that they're doing now is that these aren't random things. They're, they're organizing people to come in. These people don't even know each other. They're being told where to go, what to get, how to do it, which way to go. Because when you see their... Uh, exit routes, they all go different ways. One goes this way, one goes that way, one goes... Yeah. You know. Then they're told where to bring the, the, the goods, and then they're resold on eBay. Well, nowadays, too, you got to realize using a cell phone or internet connection, you get another charge, another federal charge for right. two-way communication device. Right. Well, they're, so. they're, using, they're using burn phones. They're using yeah, something. Uh, you know, they're using the dark, the dark web. Yeah. So yeah, this is not this is not just random stuff going on here. Yeah, I know it's been going on for a while too, but it's starting to come to light. Yeah. From Jacksonville, Florida, a woman in Florida was arrested and charged for allegedly poisoning her partner of nine years. I've been married for nine years. Just checking. Yeah. She home yet? Nope. 
Well, I don't know. If she came in the back door, I don't know. Can you see the back? Yeah, I can see. No, she's not home yet. <laughs> According to a police report from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, Alvis Parrish, 54, is accused of giving her boyfriend a drink spiked with quietopine. Now, that treats schizophrenia and bipolar disorder issues. Yes, I had to look it up. The report shows deputies found a bottle of lemonade with a powdery substance at the bottom inside the home. Authorities say Ms. Parrish was sitting on the front porch when they arrived, screaming at the responding officers. Parrish told the officers she did it because he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> rant, 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 rant. Well, put some alum in it <laughs> rather than that. The sheriff's office told the media outlet reporting the story. She went on to say, I gave him just enough to shut him up and called y'all so he wouldn't die. Do whatever you want to, but if you don't take me, I'll kill him. <laughs> why don't you just break up? Wow. Good Lord, lady. Okay, y'all y'all see that? That's the door. If it cracks open, she came in the back door. Keep an eye out for me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got, you. I got, you. got my back. <laughs> I, I can see it. Over on the live feed, they got a bigger shot of the back door. You see a crack <laughs> open. It's not the dogs open that door up. <laughs> uh, deputies say the man was extremely lethargic when they got to the house and was unaware why he was feeling so tired. The man initially declined medical attention but was later taken to the hospital when they found him on the floor and he didn't feel too good. I don't know what that stuff does, does for him. I, mean, it's, it's I think it just kind of just calms you down and brings you down and slows yeah, everything down. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how she, I mean, well, yeah, you could overdose and shit. That's a whole lot in there. Oh, yeah. Overdosing. Well, here you go. Uh, according to a website, overdose symptoms of the, of the product include drowsiness, dizziness, fainting, and fast heartbeat. Parrish was charged with poisoning food or water with intent to kill or injure a person. Her next court date is going to be December 29th. Uh, well, at least she'll uh, be there for the gift exchange in county. Yeah. From Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue police arrested a man accused of stealing tires from a dealership and attempting to flee from police with his own car still on jacks. I'm, do I need to repeat that? <laughs> did I lose your audio? No. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying, you trying to catch up? I'm trying, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> he gets in his car after he steals tires, gets in his car and tries to flee, but he's on jacks, so he can't go anywhere. A 23-year-old man was arrested Tuesday morning after police responded to a report of a theft at a dealership lot. The man is accused of stealing tires off of a black Dodge Challenger, then driving across the street and attempting to put the tires on his own red Dodge Challenger. Well, at least they got the Challenger part right. When police arrived, the man drove to his car to flee, but since his car was up on jacks to swap out the tires, the car didn't go nowhere. <laughs> there was no police pursuit. After the man was arrested... <laughs> they found a loaded stolen gun the man was booked into jail on seven felony warrants additional charges are pending seven felony warrants already Got well illegal. there's one for each tire <laughs> a gun so i don't know where the other five are coming from <laughs> All right, I got. I got to tell you this story. This next one. Tell your dad to go like to the kitchen or something. <laughs> He's grown. The quaint town of Greens Harbor recently found their way into the news thanks to an unnamed reckless driver from a near nearby town of Dildo, Newfoundland. Really? That's a real name. In Newfoundland, yes. Dildo, Newfoundland. The subject, who we will call Richard. According to the RCMP Traffic Services, Richard 
was more than doubling the posted speed limit of 50 kilometers and clocked at a firm 108 kilometers. Only marking thing, making things harder for himself, shortly after he blew by police, he lost control of the small white Civic and plunged deeply into a brushy ditch. Fortunately, there was no other injuries reported. Richard has been charged with excessive speeding, which carries a hefty fine, and it's a never, never easy thing to swallow. Here's hoping he's not completely spent out of cash during the holidays and has some funds coming his way in the new year. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw it this morning. Had to do it. So much, so much, so much could be said. This has um, not been rewritten. I swear, this is a actual news story. The reporter wrote it that way. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just, I am, I am vibrating with humor. It's just <laughs> <laughs> poor Richard. <laughs> Thanks for calling him, Richard. That's what. That's why they wrote it. I swear. That's. We'll call him Richard. That was. That was very, very uh, judicious of them. Very. Uh... <laughs> wow. Is that really? That, that can't be the, the way they pronounce it. Not, especially not these days. It's from Newfoundland. Uh, the source, on that is. Um, where is that? I can't remember what source I found that, but it's in, Dildo, Newfoundland. Hey, you know what? Google Maps, look it up. It obviously had another definition way back when they named that town. Or it's got lost in translation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But y'all can Google Map it. <laughs> Some guy named Bob. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> named it after himself. Yeah. Uh, finally, for the idiots in jail, <laughs> a man robbed a Delaware bank, then tried to deposit the cash into his own account using the ATM outside. <laughs> You've been doing it wrong, Rob. <laughs> uh, you rob a bank, you go outside to their ATM. Yes. And deposit it, and put it in your account. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, I'll, I'll read that again, just in case anybody has trouble wrapping your head around that. A man robbed a Delaware bank and then tried to deposit the cash into his own account using the ATM outside the bank he just robbed. No getaway car. No. Who needs one? You're putting it back. <laughs> Dude had to cover a check, man. He had a check coming in. He had to cover a check. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it. Rob the bank and then put it in your own account. The like state. You just say, this is a robbery. Transfer the money into my account. Well, you might get caught doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just stupid. <laughs> state police arrested uh, McRobert Williams Saturday after they say he robbed the Wells Fargo on Old Capitol Trail at the Prince's or Price's Corner Shopping Center in Wilmington. The 44-year-old California man handed a teller a note saying he was robbing the bank around 1120. The 25-year-old woman then handed over an undisclosed amount of cash, and Williams left the bank. The suspect fled the bank on foot. Once outside, he made a deposit at the ATM on the exterior of the building. The man then ran behind the shopping center on foot where state troopers caught up with him and arrested him. Williams is charged with second-degree robbery and sent to the county jail on a $6,000 cash bond. He doesn't have that kind of money on him. He just deposited it. Yeah. Well, it gets me that he had enough time to go outside the ATM, which was attached to the building, yeah. deposit because you got to put it in bill by bill. No, you. Still I think, there. At, like at my bank, I can go do it, but put it in an envelope and you just put six thousand, shove it in there. 
You don't have to do it one by one. Well, yeah. There's a three-day hold on it. But. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you can actually do cash. Yeah, cash you can. Scans the, yeah. scans the bills. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the guy had, had time to do that and then run behind the other shop. So, you know what? No more need for a wheel, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just doing electronic transfer. I need, you know what? I'm going to go rob a bank. I need an ATM, man. I'm going to run out, throw the dough at you, and I'm going to keep going this way. And you're sitting here doing this, yeah. and I'll distract them over here, and then we'll meet up later on. Is that how that works? You know, we're going to hear that on uh, Idiots in Jail. We're going to read that, and you're going to be an accessory. <laughs> giving somebody that idea. Well, next time you're in town. Next time we're out a weekend for free. Please, folks, do not do that. Do not wind up on the show in the Idiots in Jail section. A local person heard this on in the beer cave and thought they'd try it yeah. <laughs> we'll make you front page news <laughs> yeah well, well probably hearing it from we or something like that. <laughs> well anyway that's all i got from my side of the table folks uh tips are appreciated uh you can venmo the show at beach bums media or you can use the cash app dollar sign beach bums media uh Tis the season. Ho, ho, ho. There is a programming note for next week. Next Friday is Christmas Eve. I am not going to be available, so we're going to do the show on Thursday. Yeah. The and, following uh, week will be New Year's Eve. I will not be available, so we're going to do the show again. So the next two Thursdays, we're going to be doing the show on a Thursday so we can spend time with our friends, family, Rob's up in Fort Wayne with his dad and his family. I have some functions that I need to attend to uh, here. So uh, having said that, if you can't make it, it's always going to be available for when you can watch it. And uh, we do appreciate uh, you all taking the time out to enjoy the show and be a part of it uh, on the live feed and also over on the YouTube page. Uh, this is our 35th episode. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And uh, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but uh, it's very humbling, and we are very proud that we have an audience and that our pages are growing and our viewers are growing, and we want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of it. And uh, we continue to maybe do some bigger and better things next year, just Let's get to next year. Yeah, a lot can happen between now and three weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Ashley and I have talked about some things. Uh, now that you know, I'm, I'm going to be up here for, uh, for a, a little while. And so we'll continue to do the Zoom. But what that also accommodates is that uh, we might uh, contact you and be part of the Zoom call and be part of the show with us yep. on Zoom. Sure enough. Uh, from wherever you may, may be. That's right. Um, now, uh, as Ashley said, next Thursday, I'm going to be with my family on Christmas Eve at my brother's house with uh, the whole family there, and and it's not conducive to doing a live show. That's right. It's going to be um, tough. But uh, I, I probably will do a at least a quick uh, live Facebook feed on the Stark Naked Truth, so be watching for that at some point. Uh, it depends on how crazy my family gets. The thing is about my family, we are crazy. There's no alcohol involved because, you know, it's a... Uh, couple of pastors and <laughs> and uh so the craziness <laughs> I, just i had a never mind i'm gonna let that go <laughs> i had a comment the crazy just, just they're the ones that need it after listening to y'all crazy uncle larry and his family uh doesn't doesn't get drunk he just he just gets stupid um and then uh the new year's eve yeah we'll do it on thursday yep. new year's eve uh, is another family event um so, so that's gonna be the uh, all get together on New Year's Eve, and you all have a very Merry Christmas from all of us, my family, to yours, and we will see you next Thursday. And uh, I'm going to cook something special up for the Christmas show. So Okay, uh, well, that sounds good, and I'll see you on Thursday. Uh, to everybody out here, be sure to give us a Google, Beach Bums Media, or in the Beer Cave with Rob and Ashley. If you like what you see, be sure and subscribe and share, share, share with everybody you know. Uh, if you would like for the upcoming year some sponsoring partnership uh, things coming up, 
uh, beachbumsmedia at gmail.com or 850-588-9275. We'd love to talk to you, and maybe you can become a partnering sponsor. Uh, and I guess until next week, next Thursday, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend. Yeah, most most people most people are getting out of school. All my kid, all my uh, nephews are out of school now. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, mine are. Week. My grandkids are out, and I'm say Bay County's out of school now. So uh, they're going to be descending upon us uh, Sunday afternoon for a little gathering for uh, Grandma's birthday. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep her in the cave so she don't get run over by no reindeer reindeer out <laughs> flying around. <laughs> we went to see some Christmas lights and there was actually this little animated this well, it's big animated. There was an animated and, it, it, and my brother said, "Oh, look at that Rudolph!" And I looked at it and went, "No, that's Grandma got run over by a reindeer." <laughs> there was an old lady on a walker and it was a- animated. So this old lady on a walker and you see this reindeer come and jump on her back and then fly off. Oh, poor Granny. Oh man! It was hey, I walk with the canes. I I sympathize with that old lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and shut everything down. Uh, I'm gonna turn this off. Anyway, uh, thanks for stopping by, everybody. It was good to see everybody, and you all have a joyous rest of your weekend. And I've lost there. What? Oh, there it goes. So until next time, be good. Christmas week with your families and friends. Be careful, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.